Hey guys, welcome to an all new episode of Safe Till Maiden Grace. I'm your host, Kay Watson. I'm super excited because I have a sis, a soror. I like to call her my virtual friend on the podcast. I'm talking about she is a wife, a mom, a boss of it all. Mrs. Virginia Stewart, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be with you and have our conversation. So let's do it. I'm so excited. Okay, so first and foremost, I have been following you on Instagram for a while. I feel like I've been following for a while. If I didn't hit the follow button at first, because I don't like to be a creeper, one of those, I have been so blown away because I'm like, God, she is so beautiful. And you are (laughs) so You are so intentional about the things that you share and post. So I was like, I just want to know her. I want to know her, God. I want to be her friend outside of virtually. So I've been looking forward to the conversation. Same. I appreciate all of that. You're so kind. So sweet. And the same, I've been following you and following what you've been doing over there at Say Grace and everything. So I am excited about what you're doing and your intentionality as well. So thank you. Sis, I appreciate that. Okay, so for people that are listening first time, if if they're not currently following or knowing what you have going on, tell us a little bit about like what you do, who you are, all that good stuff. All right. Well, you said I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I have two beautiful little boys. Um, I do have a background in speech and language pathology. So my degree is in that. Um, I also am a singer, sang background for Thai Tribute for a couple of years. Um, And now I'm a stay-at-home mom. My husband coaches collegiate football. So that transitioned me out of the workforce into staying home, which has been its thing, right? Um, And then I wouldn't say I'm an influencer. I mean, I create content, but if anything, a kingdom influencer is what I prefer to call myself because I don't, I may share items that people ask, but mostly it's just about sharing the gospel, sharing Jesus with people in a new way and then on a new, in a new area, if that makes sense. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I'm new to YouTube as well. So go follow me on that. (laughs) Man, I love that. Okay. So this is kind of like right up my alley because clearly, you know, the stuff that we do over at Say Grace and just really focusing on like what it means to be a Christian influencer, the type of content that we're streaming, the type of content that we're producing. So, okay. As a Christ follower, as someone who has a following, do you believe the number one point of us being an influencer specifically is to share the gospel online? So in the grand scheme, yeah, right? Because we're called, before that, we're called to be in relationship with Christ. We're called to, you know, know God, have a relationship with him. And out of that flows our ability to share the gospel, share our testimony, share what we've been through, which is what we're supposed to do to make disciples, right? And so um, in the grand scheme, yeah, essentially spread the gospel. Now that has different forms and it looks different. There's different areas and different ways and ways you can be creative with how you share it. But overall, the goal is the same to put Jesus on front street, to put Jesus out there, put him on display and, you know, bring more people into the fold, bring more people to Christ. So, yeah, I do. I love that. That's a really, really good answer. I've never heard anybody say it so clear in that way. Mm. So I want to know more. I feel like you, one, I I found, I feel like it was a reel of you singing. And I was like, and I feel like it was on January 13th. I was like, oh, so she's just going to play with her harmonies out here. She's just going to go ahead. So, okay. So were you raised in the church? Did you always like just grow up having a relationship with God? Was that just something that you always had? Or is that something that kind of like formulated youth, young adult, college? Like, what did that look like for you? 
So it looked like the mixture of both. So I was raised in the church, grew up Baptist all my entire life. I can't remember a time that I wasn't in the church. Um, was forced to sing in the choir, all the things, right? So I've been leading worship for as long as I can remember. Um, and so, but I will say that I don't believe I came into full understanding and relationship with Christ until I became a young adult and went off to college. Like college will force you to really figure out what you believe, right? And to really fi- figure out what are you rooted in? And so that's where I really started to dig deeper into this Christian thing. And um, I never strayed away from the church or anything like that, but I definitely had my bouts of, you know, when I was really good and really on it and when I wasn't, you know what I mean? And so just going through those highs and those lows, but I think over several years now, God has just really been taking me deeper and giving me new passions and just sharing his heart with me and therefore becoming my heart. Um, as far as like things like biblical literacy and things like that. And so as I dig deeper into the word and understanding the word, my love and my faith is fortified, right? Mm. So that's kind of, I mean, I get, hope that answers your question. That um, answers my been a journey. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. definitely answers my question. Was there a specific situation or season that God really healed something in you? Or you just know that you experienced a big abundance of his grace to where it was at that moment where you were like, um, I'm sold out for Jesus. I'm never going back. Like, this is just, this is my life. Like, was there a moment I don't, I don't know if I ever identified it as the moment, but the first mm. moment that comes to mind is when I graduated college. Okay. I, so I'm originally from Dallas. Um, oh, okay. I went to school at Stephen F. Austin State University, which is okay. only a few hours up the road, but it's like the midpoint between Dallas and Houston. Mm. Also, I'm in college. I'm, I'm going back and forth to Houston and, you know, loving it, had family there and whatnot. And when I graduated, I just was like, I refuse to go back home. Mm. I'm not going back home. So I'm going to move to Houston. Didn't have a place didn't have a job. And with speech pathology, you have to actually go through almost like clinical schools um, before you can get and do like hours of observation, all these things and the legal stuff before you can actually full time jump into the career. And Mm -hmm. so I had to find that in my search that that was hard because you have to be under another therapist and on their license and you have to take tests to get your license and craziness. And so I remember I went to Houston and I was just like, Lord, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I'm not going back. So you gonna have to open up some doors. You have to do something. Mm-hmm. And within 24 hours, I had two jobs. Come on. And then within the week I had uh, my clinicals and all that stuff covered by a therapist that was already signed off on. So I was going to be doing that. And just that whole process, that season was hard. Mm. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was hard, mm. and there was many nights that I cried. But mm. I, I, be, I truly believe that that's where that wilderness mm. that I was in is where God really, really showed me His hand. He showed me that He's got me, that He's covered me, and everything worked out perfectly fine. I never had to go back home. I struggled, yeah, to 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 keep me. And so, in that space, I believe is where I really, truly when I when it really started to really fully click for me. If that makes mm. sense. Um, so yeah. Wow. Um, this is a, this is a sidebar note. You don't know this, but we had did, and it makes sense as I'm talking to you, we had did a, uh, a private survey and questionnaire to the community on, um, women that they not only are influenced by, but that they would want to hear speak at a say grace event. And you were actually one of the women mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. yes, now keep in mind, 
when people said, and this is private, this isn't like it's a public thing. When people are writing in saying you, I'm like, I follow her. I think she has dope content. But in this moment, I have a clear understanding of that there's so much more that you have and there's something about when you speak, which probably makes sense that you did speech pathology. You probably are like, I already know this is like, you ain't saying nothing that the Lord ain't already said, but there, you know what I'm saying? But there's like, yeah. but there's just something about the, the presence and the anointing of God that flows through you where there is clarity, oh, there is intention and people can receive it. Cause mm. there's people that can say a lot of things, but for whatever reason, it's, it, it's not translating well. Right. It translate well. It's like you're a translator. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just love that. That's sidebar. That was one of my questions. I just felt like I wanted to share that because I no, was like, thank you. Ah, this makes sense. Like this is, mm-hmm. I was like, does she got people out here in Dallas that are low key, like rooting for her? No, I'm so glad you shared them because I had no idea. Obviously, mm-hmm. like you said, what you guys do is private. And it's private. No clue but what you don't know is that I was praying earlier today about some things when it comes to speaking and what I feel like the Lord has been calling me to and I told him and I asked him to make it clear for me I asked him to show me oh I'm not gonna cry today oh but yes so thank you for sharing me that yeah rather (laughs) yeah it's amazing so okay so clearly okay God is giving there's a voice that you have you can sing like I don't know if y'all know but she (laughs) sings I was like she's Don't play with me. <laughs> you better get out here. <laughs> January 13th to let them know. So, okay. So did you grow up singing in the church? And then how did that transition over? Because after, okay, you get settled in Houston, how did you end up singing and doing stuff for Ty Trivet? How did that even come Ooh. about? So that is a funny story. I'm going to get to that. But yes, I did grow up singing. My grandma forced me. Okay. When I was a kid, I used to hate it. Actually. I used to not want to do it. Um, she forced me to be in the choir. She used to force me to lead songs. Like, like I said, Baptist. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that is that I was singing. I was saying, uh, I don't know forever. Um, when I went to Houston, I actually joined a church, became a worship leader there. Um, and then with the Ty Tribbett thing, fast forward, I was actually working two jobs at the time mm-hmm. and one of my jobs was in a clinic and the other was in with the school district. So I would go to the school during the day and do my do speech therapy with the kids, all of that. And then I would go to the clinic and do my one on ones with those families and those children. But in between the time, my my clinical job was literally right around the corner from the Galleria Mall. Mm-hmm. If you know anything about Houston, Galleria is everything. Mm-hmm. So I would spend my time that I had to bypass in the Galleria. So I'm in there. I'm just walking around, just chilling. I think I was in. Forever 21. I just decided to walk in there. I'm on the phone, just, you know, and I'm walking and I look over and I'm like, that face looks familiar. That looks like Ty Tribbett in my mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I just keep walking. I don't really say anything. I get behind him. I'm like looking around. I'm like, that's Ty Tribbett. I'm not crazy. <laughs> right. And then one of the late, the, one of the young girls that was working there, she came over and she was like, I was like, is that, Ty Trippy, am I, am I, like, do you know, I had to ask him, like, do you know gospel music and stuff? Because you know, everybody not, you know, everybody doesn't know. No. This is true. Like, yeah, like, that's him. And da, da, da. And I had a moment. I had to choose. Hmm. Am I going to be bold right now oh. and go say hi or say something or do whatever? Or am I just going to stay over here and be weird and keep looking at this man? Because he said, hey, when I passed him, he did speak to me. He said hi and stuff like that. So it wasn't anything awkward or weird. And he was by himself. Wow. And so, 
he got to the cash register and I had mustered up the courage and I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to go say hi and introduce myself. That's the least I can do. And, um, so I, I did that and me being me in awkward situations, sometimes I make jokes. And (laughs) so I was like, what you doing in Houston? You know, don't, don't let me find out you, you looking for some new background singers or something. (laughs) Let me, he put me on the spot in the middle of Galleria. It made me sing. No. Absolutely did. So I had another moment to choose. Was I going to be bold or I was, or was I going to do what I normally had done, which is nah, nah, nah. Uh. And I sang, scared, trembling and all. I sang, what did I sing? Tasha Cobbs, uh, Break Every Chain. Wow. I couldn't think of one of his songs to save my life. I know all of them. I grew up on them. <laughs> right. Like, right. I, grew up on them. I know all Ty Tribbett stuff. GA, all that. What? I couldn't think about one song and people were throwing them out, but I couldn't, th- it's like, I couldn't think of the words, right? right? I, I couldn't think of the words, but mm. I also was like, I don't want to sing one of his songs. I feel like that's cliche. Why would I, I don't want to sing one of your songs. Let me sing right. something else that I need in this moment and break every chain is what came to wow. me. And I just sang that song and he was like, yo, she can sing y'all. Da, 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 da. And he asked me for my information. He was like, somebody from my team will be reaching out. And me, in my mind, I'm like, mm, okay, if it happens, it happens. If not, maybe he's just being nice, you know, cool. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I was just proud of myself in the moment for jumping over that hurdle that I normally would have crawled under. Wow. And so it like I some weeks have passed. And I was at my, I went to home to Dallas. I went back home to Dallas and I was at my grandfather's 70th birthday party. We did a surprise birthday party for him. And I came into town and while we were at the party, I get an email from Ty's team. And he's like, you know, we're setting everything up or whatever, asking what I want to join the crew and da, 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 da. And it was history from there. And so wow. I sang with him for a couple of years, did a couple of tours and it was an amazing experience. Like it was dope. For sure. Wow. What a testimony. <laughs> like yeah. that, that can preach in so many different ways. Like mm-hmm. you want to talk about just going in in boldness. Cause that was, I mean, Listen. I mean, your, your boldness needed more boldness. Cause I mean, there was going to be levels to hi, how are you? Then to mm-hmm. like, oh, you can't say, all right, go ahead on and sing to, hmm. What you <laughs> that's exactly what I did. You mean now? Right now? You mean now? I have videos that I can send. <laughs> I can record something for you real quick and then I send it. Can. No, you want me to do it right now in front of these people? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Sis, you better go ahead on and walk in your boldness. Okay, so you do that history from there. Then when do you transition over from working, touring, being on the road to becoming a wife, stay-at-home mom? Like, how did those transitions happen? So I had actually already gotten married. We were just maybe a year in or so. Because I want to say I started with Ty around, or maybe it was within that same year, 2015 or so. Okay. Um, So I I, I believe I was already married, though, or engaged, something like that. Okay. Um, And so... I was working at, at um, a school. Actually, I had transitioned out of speech therapy because I just wanted closer relationship and just be to be in a position to mentor more um, with the kids. So I transitioned to actually teaching and teaching special ed at a, a school in Houston. And um, after that, it happened. And then 
my husband actually got a job offer. So my husband coaches collegiate football. You know anything about collegiate football, pro athletes, whatever, at the drop of a dime, if a job is offered, we can be gone. And so um, he got a job offer to go to a school in Utah, to BYU. And he took that job offer. And so that required us to uproot and move there. And so, (laughs) yeah, so we had to move. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Okay. All right. Okay. So speaking for someone who struggled with leaving Los Angeles to move to San Antonio because my now husband is in a ministry, like, and he, he, he plays me, but he was like, and you complain and kick and scream the entire time. Were you kind of like team, like, all right, this is where God is calling us to go. Like, let's go. Or did you kind of like have this look like, hmm? So initially I was like, let's go. Right. Because I okay. love my, my husband is a great coach. Like he's a, like, I support him. Like I'm a fan of his mm-hmm. outside of being his wife. Right. Like I truly believe in what he does. I know why he does. I know the purpose and what, what he does. It's not like he's just chasing money or he's just doing it to be doing it. Like there's purpose and there's ministry in what he's doing for him and for us. Like mm-hmm. we know it's a bigger picture. So mm-hmm. I was like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Now in the midst of like, right after he got the job, I found out I was pregnant with our first son. Okay. So then it was like, oh, all right. So (laughs) then move happened and I'm still like, you know, all right, cool. Like I'm still pretty chill about it. Like I can do this. Like it's cool. Um, I don't have to be around people. I don't have to take unsolicited advice about during this pregnancy. I don't have to hear. So I'm like, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna do this. And then I had my baby. And after that, a lot of stuff just hit me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think even up until I would say, maybe last year, that's something that I've had, that God has really had to deal with me on. And now he really just, like, I feel like I just came out from under the cloud mm. of that whole situation and the moving and the uprooting and mm. being away from family, so far away from Texas to Utah, like, come on now. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, we went from Texas to Utah, from Utah for two years to Arizona mm-hmm. for a year, and then from Arizona to now Oregon. Mm-hmm. So, and we're still in the window of opportunity, as I like to call it, of where we could be nice. Right. And so, and that's just the nature of our life. Like, that's just what comes with it. And so on one hand, it's like, I understand that. And I knew that kind of going in, you don't know till you actually get in a position to move, but I kind of knew that going into it, but it definitely hits different. <laughs> the, the more time you're away, the mm. more time, you know, your children don't have their cousins or whatever to grow up with, you know what I mean? Just like, just right there at within arm's reach. So that I think made it, has made it a very hard, but then also like something that I like to talk about with some of my friends and something I realized, I feel like the Lord revealed to me is just about the fact that we think of grief only in the form of people passing away, but we don't think about the grief that comes with losing what you thought you would have or what your life would look like, or talk about it, whatever, you know what I mean? Like all of that, like the way in which we thought it was going to happen. Yes. And who was going to be around when we finally got the thing that we thought that we wanted? All of that, right? All of that. When you have a family, like you think, oh, we're going to buy the house and we're going to do... I, my family, we can't, that's not realistic for us to buy a house and be like, oh, this is going to be our forever home. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. But I also love to see people be able to go through that process, but that's something that I had to give up. Like the reality is that that's probably something that's not going to happen unless my husband retires from right. working. Right. You know what I mean? And so that's something I have to grieve. Like my kids won't get to be like, oh, let me go back and show you where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Huh? They're going to have 15 million houses to show. 
like all over the world, which is cool. Yeah, in its own. yeah, yeah. But in its own right, like it's pretty dope. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I have to release the fact that I that's not my life and that's not what we're called to, which mm-hmm. is okay. But it takes time to get through that. Um, so I definitely have gone through my time. And it's still about it. even being a stay-at-home mom coming out of work, and I've been working since I was 15. Right, right. And I yeah, I'm not working. What? I'm not contributing to that. I was going to ask for people, because one of my questions was going to be like, what advice would you give to mompreneurs that are struggling with finding the balance? But I feel like there's a couple of, a couple of questions just based on your own experience, because there is the mompreneur that's trying to figure out like, okay, now that I am a stay at home mom, how am I still able to be productive and find myself, um, I don't want to say giving, but supporting the household or doing something, feeling like my independence mm-hmm. isn't, you know, that thing, right? Yeah. Especially when you come from that, then yeah. there's an the aspect of like, how do you balance just being a mom showing up for your little ones and then still being able to boss up, if you will? Or is that something that yeah. you also have had to grieve and just do it your own way? All of that. <laughs> so I think I think I've absolutely had to agree. So when I first had when I had my first son, I had already started this journey of like, you know, the content creating and, you know, I had my first okay. blog then and all of that stuff right before I got pregnant and my husband took the job. When I had my son, that whole shift from moving to having a baby and then also trying to create this thing, whatever it was going to be, mm-hmm. I feel like I fell off the wagon. Like I fell off. I I probably posted maybe five times that whole entire first year of his life because I just couldn't figure it out. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like I just couldn't figure out how I was going to show up and not have that mom guilt. You know what I mean? And then I was by myself a lot. My husband still travels a lot in and out of season. Like it's just, I look at it as phases <laughs> of his job, but football never stops for us. Wow. So I had to really like figure it out. I had to get through those feelings, get through those things. I had to breathe. Mm. <laughs> I had to learn how to breathe Mm. and say, it's okay. Like I can figure out like what works best for me. What schedule do we have? Where can I be intentional about my time? Mm -hmm. Right. And then put in that work, whatever. If it's 30 minutes, if it's an hour, how can I maneuver and make it work? And so I finally came out and was able to start slowly but surely getting back into the groove of things, revamp. God had time to do what he wants to do and Mm-hmm. And share things with me. And, and so I'm able to put those things out. But then, so this time around, I'm like very intentional and very cognizant of where I was the first time around mm-hmm. when it came to this and where I am now. And I'm like, I refuse. I refuse to succumb to those feelings of I can't or I don't have time or there's no space for me to because I. it's easy to lose yourself in being a wife and being a mom, whether you have a job outside the home or you don't. Mm-hmm. That's just you're catering to everybody all the time. You're constantly giving, giving, giving. And so I had to figure out like, because at one point I died, I'm like, is this for me? Is this what you want me to do, Lord? But then I'm like, over the years, like it, the urge, like that whole, that, that stirring within me has never left. And so I'm like, okay, I know this is you because you won't let me leave it alone. Like yeah. you won't leave me alone about it, but you won't let me leave it alone. <laughs> like, it keeps yeah. coming. It keeps. And so I'm just like, okay, so I have to figure this out. Because at this point, it's disobedience. You know what I mean? I was like, that for me is a no-go at this point in my life. And this point in my walk, in my relationship, like it's a no. So I have to figure this out. 
whatever that looks like. That's good. And move. You know what I mean? I can't worry about the rest of it. I don't, I can't worry about the followers. I can't worry about what everybody else says and how it's going to, I have to just move because one, I feel like it's what God's called me to, but two, because I know it's for me, it's something for me. And Mm. I need that refueling. I need something that just brings me joy. My kids bring me joy. My husband brings me joy, but I need something just for me. Yeah. And I'll be okay with that. It's okay for me to want to do this. It's okay for me to want to share these things. Like it's all right. It's all right, man. That's so good. You know, as you're talking, there's so many things that I'm now learning about you, but then also it now makes so much sense. The shine that you have on social media, at least that's what comes across, that there is there is this effortless glow that God has given you. Wow, thank you. He shines on you in a way of, that's my daughter. Wow. And she's in my will. And this isn't like a shine of, oh, she's late, she snatched, which you are, but there's a, you're not, y'all, I'm looking at her, she snatched, you know what I'm saying, like, which you are, but there's this, there's this glow that he gives you that he's allowed you to wear. It doesn't come from a place, it comes from a posture. It doesn't matter where you go because he's with you. And there's something that he's doing in this season with you being a mom, working from home, managing all the things, just communicating with him, asking him all the questions. There's something that's happening to where I think that there's just going to be an explosion Mm -hmm. of something that he's going to get the glory and the shine out of you just being his daughter and doing what he said. And it's just beautiful to not only see, but to, for so many people that are watching or are listening to this podcast that are in that season of, God, I really just don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be obedient, but I'm still figuring out, but I really just don't understand. It doesn't look like how I thought it was going to look. You know, I don't even know if I'm doing it the way that I should be doing it or how other people are telling me to do it to get where I think I want to be, but that may not even be where you're calling me to. Right. But there's just something that's really special about the 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 posture and the position that he has you in right now, which I'm just super grateful that I'm getting to witness it and hear more of the background story. If you were to, I, I would call it something, but if you were to give this season a name, what would you call it in your life? Kind of like what I just said, it's a season of obedience for me. Mm. Just obedience and just maturity and the things of God. Like those are the two things that has been ringing for me and that I would tell anyone as far as like where I'm at it's all about obedience Mm. all about it Mm. it's just been illuminating so much through scripture through opportunities just through things and it's like as I take one step he does this and Mm. it's like see just walk with me just Mm -hmm. do what I tell you to do even the little thing like I got it I got it and even in one of my bible studies the other day the other morning I was just in the word and Sorry, I'm not sharing this, but yeah, no, um, but no, it, it was just it was talking about that obedience and just and something that just I feel like 
the Lord put on my spirit is just the land that he wants to take us to is already there. Like it already has a drop pin. Mm. It's already there. Whether you get there or not, whether it takes 11 days or 40, it's up to you and your level of your level of faith and obedience. Mm. And so it's kind of like, what do you want that journey to look like? You can make it there expediently or you can take all the, the construction routes <laughs> and the delays and all that just based off of you delaying or not being obedient. You could also not make it at all. Oh, child. Come on, Moses. That's that's real. Right, because of distractions and because of people and because your own self, right? And so I'm just like in a season, like I don't, I don't, I don't want to not make it, but I also don't want to take the long way. I don't, I don't have time because I feel like I've already let time pass. Right. Mm. And so I'm just like, nah, Lord, tell me what you want me to do. And I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna do it scared. I'm gonna do it <laughs> uncomfortable because I know you got me. If you're calling me to it, then I know that you're gonna grace me through it. So that's it. Mm. Like I just have to rest in that. Like that's just where I'm at. So I have to be obedient. I wow. need to be obedient at this point. Like it's a need mm. for me. So that is the season. Wow. <laughs> that I'm in for sure. That's powerful. When you talk about there is a there is a need, like there's a desire mm-hmm. to be obedient. There's not a lot of people that say stuff like that hmm. that understand the importance of obedience is directly connected to getting to the promised land without delay or forfeiting the promise because yep. I'm just shoot you know yeah um when I first met my husband he said something to me that's always stayed with me and I was just like when he said it I was just kind of like huh because I think about there were so many seasons and times in my life and I said this to him to where I felt like I had to sacrifice and he's listening to me and I'm like there's so many times where I've had to to give up things give up relationships give up expectations um give up maybe like the small little things that made me happy and sacrifice and he was like yeah but you're walking into a season of obedience because God will always rather you be obedient than sacrifice mm-hmm. and I was just like huh like and I thought about how many times I thought I was being obedient but I wasn't I was in disobedience and and having to sacrifice to to get things There is a difference. And sometimes we can confuse the two, thinking that, well, I'm 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 giving up that thing. This is me being obedient to get to the promise. And it's like, no, you're sacrificing that just to still stay in disobedience. Wow. That's good. That's good. I mean, I, I, there were, it was like a revelational moment to where I'm, well, no, 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 no. I can't be in disobedience because I've let this go, this go, that go. I don't do that no more. I, and it's like, but is that what God told you to do? Is that you following the word of God? Or is that you saying, well, no, I think I'm willing to sacrifice that thing. Mm. I think I'm willing to give, listen. Listen. So when you just today, you, okay? Listen. <laughs> you sis, I'm doing the best I can with what I got. Listen, I'm ser- listen I'm, and it's enough and it's good, okay? It's I'm, good. I'm serious. I think and 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 some and sometimes we have to in order to really know that we're we're being obedient, we gotta know the word of God. True. 
when people talk to me about the importance of studying your word, do I think studying your word makes you the best Christian in the world? No, but what I can tell you that it will do is that it'll put you in a position to know the truth about what God thinks about you and what he yes. wants for your life so that you will not be fooled out here in the foolery. Yes. Facts. All facts. <laughs> so I love that. I love that you said that. Is there something that you're still waiting on God to do or a, a, a promise that you're kind of like sitting back like, God, if you could just go ahead on and do that tomorrow, that would be, that'd be ideal. Like, you know, and you're struggling with being in the waiting period for it. Oh, we, I don't even, I, oof. That's a great question. I know that's a big one, right? It's <laughs> a big question. That is a big one. Um, because I don't think th- I don't I don't think there's just like this one thing. Mm. Um let me wait, let me pause. Let me let me let me think for a minute so I can make sure I articulate if- this correctly because there are things or relationships that I would love to see grow to a whole nother level right? Mm. And through things, right? Um, And so I'm waiting, but I also already see God's hand, right? Mm. I already see God working it. I already see even in the little things, the little conversations, the little adjustments, the little acts of forgiveness, the little acts of intent, you know what I mean? Like in those things, they're already working. So because of seasons prior, and because of the season I'm in, like my faith has already been, it's all, it's like I went through that fortifying season yeah. so that I could be obedient, right? So that I could rest, so that I could look at things, which has been my prayer to look at things from a more spiritual eye versus the fleshly eye versus the human eye. Because it's easy for us mm-hmm. to do that and just be like, oh, this is not, you know, whatever. And just let our emotions, and don't get me wrong, I still struggle with that, right? Mm-hmm. So if I struggle with that, that's it, you know, because yeah. we always have to choose, to respond with in the spirit or respond ourselves. And it's, it's just, and sometimes for me, I don't know about you, but for me, like stuff can be quite intense. Sometimes yeah. I feel things very deeply, especially when it comes to people I love, like yeah. other people, I'm just like, okay, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with people I love and I really, really like value on a different level. Yeah. I feel things very, very deeply. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, like I just, I, I I would love to see certain relationships and things flourish, but then also just like I said, the Lord speaking certain things to me, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm, you're, you're, you're going to be speaking like at the beginning of the year, I was like, oh, I'm a speaker. I haven't spoken on anybody's platform. Oh my gosh, but you're such, such a speaker. But the I know what the Lord has dropped in my spirit. Like I know that I mm-hmm. know. And so like learning to trust that voice, learning as you, like you said, getting in your word, it will also help you to know the voice of God. And so knowing that you can still ask for confirmation. Cause like I said earlier, I asked for confirmation and the mm-hmm. Lord will confirm mm-hmm. things that he has spoken to you. Mm-hmm. And so just knowing his voice, trusting his voice and walking the path that he's laid out for me, like just wanting to see the things that he's told me and talked to me about and, and share it with me as far as like where I'm going and what he's going to do with me, through me, whatever, just seeing that play out. Like I'm just, I'm anxious about it, right? Because it's like, you don't know what it's going to look like. And I know that it's almost a dangerous thing to say, mm. but I'm also okay with that mm. because I know God's got me and I know that he's called me too. And at the end of the day, he has a final say and nothing can come against me that he doesn't allow. And even if he allows it, 
Again, mm-hmm. my perspective has changed. My eye has changed on those things that might come at me. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right, Lord, what you trying to teach me? What test do I need to pass right now? So I can go ahead and get to that next one. Because I know it's all it's a test. Mm-hmm. It's just a test of my faith. And that's fine. Because I got faith in you. So what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, if anything, I would say those two things, if that makes sense. If that wow. makes sense. No, that, de- <laughs> that definitely answered the question. And... I think like there, I love this conversation because what you, what you're giving right now for everyone that's listening, I feel like there's that level of, you're in this place to where I know that, that you're hearing from the Lord. I was about to choke y'all. So I had to get <laughs> I know that you're hearing from the Lord, but I also know that you're on, you're on the compass of something great. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't even fully know what it is yet. Sometimes that's the scary part, but it's also the exciting part. Yeah. That God, I think is going to blow your mind, sis. And that's exactly how I feel. Like, I feel like it's something. I'm like, you're doing something. I feel like I say yeah, it. I'm, like, I'm telling you. Something. I don't know what it is, but you're doing something. Like, I just He's, feel it. But it is, like you say, it's scary. And it's a weird, it's a weird place to be because you don't know what it's going to look like. You don't know how it's going to unfold. You don't know. It's like, you know things, but you don't know things. But he's made you adaptable <laughs> and he's made you malleable to be able to move and go and stay and sit and pray and ask and seek. And these are things that sometimes can be hard for a lot of people that he has put you in a season and seasons that you're now mastering that. And yes. that's why he's going to use you mightily. Listen. So, so I, 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 listen, use me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> love it. I'm excited, sis. I'm super proud. Like this, this conversation blessed me in so many different ways. I know it's going to bless so many people that are listening. I, I'm so grateful that you were available and took the time just to be able to chat and talk. Um, last question, because I'm curious, especially now knowing that you're a singer. Oh, gosh. I'm not gonna ask you to sing. I'm not gonna do that. I'm like, I, tea. I need some water. Like, wait a minute. I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna do that to you. But I did want to know, like, on a day when you're kind of like, Lord, I just want to feel you. I just want to seek you, and you are going to turn on your playlist. Who are you listening to right now? That's on repeat. I gotta know. Honestly, right now, Firm Foundation by Math City. That that song right now is 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 the song that is blessing my life. Like we listen to it pretty much almost every day. I tend to try to start our day with worship music in the house, mm-hmm. and so um, my husband is usually already gone for work. But me and the boys, first thing if, if the TV is coming on, worship music is coming on first before anything else. Um, and so that's one of the first things. And my husband is saying the same way. The same song when he's home on the weekends in the morning. I need to hear it. I need to hear it. Uh, Can you put a firm foundation uh, <laughs> or he'll just put it on. So yeah. Yeah. My wow. song and everything. I need, to, I want to hear the mommy. Can you play the song? You'll never let me down. Being here singing it. Yes. Better come on and raise them up as they listen. <laughs> come on. It amazes me. Yeah. It's, it's I'm them children. It's wow. beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. I'm proud of you, sis. That's, 
That's a blessing. Okay, so before we go ahead and wrap it up, I want you to tell people where they can go. If y'all aren't following her, I need you to go ahead and let her bless your timeline. Okay, tell everybody where they can find your YouTube. What do you um, share on your YouTube? Tell them all the things. So on Instagram, you can follow me at I am Virginia Stewart, Virginia like the state, last name Stewart with a D. Easy as can be on YouTube, Virginia Stewart as well. And my blog is www.virginiastewart.com. Pretty simple. Um, On my YouTube, I share all things faith, lifestyle, which includes beauty, which includes fashion, because I love those things. And even on my Instagram, same thing. I just try to intertwine the two um, areas or three or whatever, whatever it may be. Um, mm-hmm. But also just make sure that at the forefront, I'm sharing the gospel, that I'm sharing the truth and revelations that God gives me for you guys. Or even if it's just for me that I feel like I just want to get it out, maybe can bless somebody else. That's what I do. That's what I share. So yeah, follow me, subscribe, all that. I would love that. Go subscribe, y'all. <laughs> Thanks, sis. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for sharing your heart, being so transparent and honest and vulnerable. Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Save Tell Made in Grace. Make sure that you like, subscribe, share. Until next week, be blessed.